This is the Mormon Mixed Faith Marriage Podcast with Certified Life Coach Brooke Booth, episode number four. This podcast is all about a concept I call a manual, a relationship manual. And this is perhaps one of the most single, um, most profound relationship concepts I teach. I learned this idea of relationship manuals from Brooke Castillo. Uh, She is the host of the Life Coach School podcast. So if you like or you're intrigued by this idea, I would highly recommend going to her podcast and learning more. And I really loved it when I first heard her teach about it. Um, That's also the the coaching school um, where I'm certified at. This concept of manuals has helped me show up as an adult. Right. See the last podcast about adulting to understand that like it has helped me show up as an adult. So in our marriage, we often have a set of rules for how we think our partner should act, speak, dress, think, believe and show up in the world and in our family. This is a manual. How we think they should operate. Right. Think about operating manual. That's what we have. It's a relationship manual for how we think people we're in relation with should operate in the world. Now, we often have very long manuals for our spouse. Often our manual may seem so obvious, so natural that we assume they must certainly know about it. And when they don't comply, it must mean they don't care or they're stupid or they're just missing the boat. Rarely do we actually communicate our manual to our spouse. And if we do, we sometimes present it as non-negotiable or mandatory, or even in this condescending way, like, duh, how could you not know about this? Or if you don't follow this, you must be deficient. So let me give you an example of a manual I have had and maybe sometimes still have for my husband so you can see what this can look like. And you'll notice a lot of times these start with he should or he shouldn't. They should, they shouldn't. I should, I shouldn't. That's a lot of times when you know you're dealing with a manual. Okay, he should be on time for dinner. He should know when I'm upset and help me feel better. He should understand my faith transition and help me through it. He should see the problems in the church and be upset too. He should never forget my birthday. Now, side note, we could do a whole podcast on this one, but moving on. He should not have a problem with my faith transition, or at least not for a super long time, as it was an act of personal and integrity and I'm still a really good person who lives a value-based life. Maybe that one's familiar to you. Uh, He should have my back with his parents and he should put me first all of the time. I'm talking ahead of church, his job, his family of origin, always. Okay, these are just an example of some. Why is this a problem? Let me tell you why. When our spouse fails to comply with our manual, and they will always fail in some way, 
we may think they're trying to hurt us or they don't really care. We may feel neglected, angry, hurt. When we feel that way, sometimes we don't act our best selves. Maybe we go silent, withdraw affection, get a little snipey or short-tempered. Any and all of that results in disconnection. So look at this. It started out that you didn't like how they were showing up, but it ends up now you don't like how you are showing up. So this is what happens to me. If he doesn't comply with my manual, one of my classic responses is to go silent and withdraw and get snippy. And then I don't like how I'm showing up. And now I'm reinforcing and creating disconnection. So I think the biggest liability of a manual, really a manual that we're not really taking ownership of and deciding on purpose to have, the biggest liability of that type of manual is that we show up conditionally loving. We're basically communicating on some level that I will love you if you, you know, dot, 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 act in a certain way, speak in a certain way, celebrate my birthday in a certain way, respond to my faith transition in, my, in a certain way, have a faith transition in a certain way, don't have a faith transition, right? There's conditions we're putting on our spouse and our ability to love them based on those conditions. And the irony is often what we want so badly from our spouse is unconditional love. Like, love me even though I'm having a faith transition. Love me even though you're not having a faith transition. Love me even though we're not necessarily on the same page. Love me even though I am not perfect. So how to recognize Emmanuel. And this I think is really helpful because so often they're just, we just think it's the way the world functions, the way the world is, or the way the world should be. We don't really look critically or analytically at it. So I suggest write it out. Do a bit of a free write. See what comes up. A really good way to notice you have a manual is Start noticing when you're kind of ticked off and figure out why. It's probably something they did that you consider a violation of your manual. Notice the shoulds and the should nots. Again, those are almost always a manual. Okay, how to let it go. This is the real work. But first I want to make a statement here. First thing is there may be some things in your manual you do not want to let go of. He should not hit. He should not abuse. He should not sleep with other women. Like These are things you may not want to let go of, and that's okay. You don't have to let go of everything. I just want you to look at letting go of the things that are undermining you showing up in a way to help create connection or whatever it is you want in your mixed faith marriage. So recognize the things that you don't want to let go of and communicate them if needed. And then recognize the things that aren't necessary and that are preventing you from showing up in a way that's helpful or a way that creates connection or even just a way you want to show up. 
So for me, the ones I needed to let go of were he needs to be on time for dinner. Because when he was late, I would tell myself things like he didn't care. I would feel unappreciated. Then I would withdraw. I would go silent. I'd be passive. I'd say things like, I'm fine. When I wasn't. And I did all of this because I thought having dinner together would build a strong family. Instead, my manual that you needed to have dinner together to build a strong family created exactly the opposite of what I wanted. It created me showing up passive-aggressive, moody, withdrawing, not creating a strong family. So in my mixed-faith marriage, let me talk about it in that context. You know, a manual I had is he should understand my faith transition. And when I like deconstruct it and look at it, it's kind of funny, really. I'm in essence requiring that he should have my experience as a woman in the church, my experience in my childhood, my experience on my mission, you know, all the firesides, all the lessons, all the same leaders, the same bishops, the same teachers, the same messaging, and interpret it in the same way I did. And then... He should choose to validate my decision too. So it's kind of ridiculous when I see it this way. And so it's helpful to really slow down and be honest with myself about what I am expecting from him, my husband, and decide, is this helping or not? So this manual, he should understand my faith transition, sounds pretty normal, right? Of course he should. Of course he should want to. When I really look at it, it's completely outside of his capability. He has not experienced my lived experience. He has not thought my thoughts. He has not received the messaging I received. He just can't understand it in the way I understand it. And this is even more important for me. This manual, you know, that he should understand me and my faith transition, it just wasn't helping. I could never get him to really understand. Um, and, and again, think about it. Yes, we were both raised LDS, but by virtue of the fact he's a man and I'm a woman, he had different messaging and different experiences. You know, Even like our mission, I served in the Philippines, he served in West Virginia. There was no way we were going to have similar experiences and similar ways of seeing things. And it was undermining my relationship because when he wasn't understanding me, I felt misunderstood, right? I felt unsupported. And so then I would withdraw. I would be quiet. I wouldn't share what I was experiencing. I would feel um, less than. I would feel like something was wrong with me. And all of that created me not showing up in the marriage, reaching out, building connections, seeking to understand him, seeking even to understand myself. That's why I needed to look at this manual and see if it was helping or not. I was better off just accepting, you know, 
where he was and the decisions he was making instead of asking too much of him. I was better off dropping that part of my manual because it wasn't something he could do anyway. And it was undermining our relationship. And just as a side note, dropping the dinner thing helped a lot too. A lot. So get honest with yourself. Decide what stays and decide what goes. And do it for you. And more importantly, oh no, that's really important. But also do it for the connection you want in your marriage. This is stopping you from really creating connection and showing up in a way that helps foster and nurture connection. It might be worth looking at and deciding if this isn't helping you anymore. All right, I want to invite you to go to my website, brookboothcoaching.com. That's Brook with an E. Brookboothcoaching.com and join my email list. All you have to do to do that is click on get my free mini course. You'll get a great course to help you learn some tools you can use today in your mixed faith marriage. And then you'll keep getting some of my amazing materials. And I don't say that lightly. This stuff is amazing because it helps. It helps you show up different in your mixed faith marriage so you can create different results. And I'm guessing the reason you're listening to this is because it's time to create some different results in your mixed faith marriage. This is possible. You can do this. It only takes one person to make significant changes. Okay, brookboothcoaching.com, B-R-O-O-K-E-B-O-O-T-H, coaching.com. All right, go and find me. Thanks for listening. We'll be in touch.